Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1093. This week on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating the Pebble Beach Concorde d'Elegance that takes place on Sunday, August 26th. Cars Yeah is a proud sponsor of this iconic event, and this will be my 30th year attending the show. I can't wait. To learn more, go to pebblebeachconcore.net. Live every day with gratitude. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Mark Lieberman. Hey, Mark. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? You bet I am. I'll bet. (laughs) Mark Lieberman is the president of Nostalgic Motoring Limited in Auburn Hills, Michigan, where he and his talented team deal in classic and collectible automobiles. Mark has several patents to his credit, and in 1991, he purchased the first of five Tucker automobiles that he's owned. Mark is actively involved in restoration, preservation, and manufacturing parts for the Tucker automobiles, He continues to serve the AACA Museum on their board of directors and the Tucker Automobile Club of America as their technical advisor, historian, and director of archives. This year, Mark will serve as a judge for the Tucker class at the Pebble Beach Concord Elegance. This is the first time a Tucker will be on the lawn at Pebble Beach. And in fact, there will be 12 Tuckers on the lawn. Oh, wait, actually 13 because there's going to be the Tucker test chassis as well. How exciting is that? So, Mark, I've told our listeners a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your business and a very obvious passion for automobiles? Oh, you bet. You know, it is an honor and a pleasure to be here with you today, and I'm I'm really enjoying this buildup towards Pebble Beach. But before that, I have been involved in classic special interest and special automobiles for the majority of my life. The better part of 40 years I've been engaged in this. And virtually every part of automotive history, every category of automobile, I find something to be passionate about. It can be pre-war sports or post-war or or post-war vehicles or muscle cars, any manner of cars, uh, I can find something to connect with and something to be passionate about. Now, the vehicles themselves started out to be a bit of a hobby for me. Well, it quickly turned into a business, and I started buying and selling automobiles at a very early age. And uh, by the time I, I had reached my stride, uh, you could say we had, we had built an interesting business for being able to buy, sell, trade, and consign special automobiles, and then build parts and manufacture components for cars that are no longer produced anymore. To say I'm entrenched in this, I think would be a good description. I think so. You're such an enthusiastic guy. I'm so excited to have you here. You've definitely figured out the secret sauce to life, and that's what Cars Yeah is all about, people who've wrapped their passion for automobiles into their lives and businesses. So kudos to you for that. And as we continue on your automotive journey, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in uh, uh, forming your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the uh, Tucker inspirational tires turning. I'll say it that way here on Cars, yeah? So Mark, take the wheel. Well, I actually have a couple of them. The first one is, I think, a baseline mantra that I remind myself of every day, and that's to live every day with gratitude. There are so many things that can get us down, whether it's uh, politics or whether it's stresses in our lives or whatever. 
And, you know, you've got to see past all the all the white noise and chatter out there. And I think that it's really important to get up every day and, and to live your life with gratitude. And then the second one that I would like to mention to you is to be the ball, because nobody's going to do it for you. And it's really, really critical if you are going to accomplish the things that you would like to see happen in your life. Certainly for me, it has always been to get out there and make it happen, to be the ball. Absolutely. You know, your first mantra is is also oh true. Have, after having interviewed 1,093 people now, that is an underlying fact that I can prove over and over again, listening to my inspiring automotive enthusiasts, that if you live a life of gratitude, you will be a, you just be so much happier in your life. It's amazing. And I, I encourage anyone, if you're having a bad day, if you're having a bad moment, a bad anything, stop and just simply think of something you're grat- grat- or grateful for. If I could say that right, I would be grateful. And then uh, I tell you, that distraction or that negativity, it, it can't exist in the same place. So Mark, what a way to go through life. Uh, again, you figured out the secret sauce to happiness, that's for sure. Well, I would love to go back in time and talk about a story that instigated your personal passion for cars, that pivotal moment when you knew you were indeed going to be a lifelong car guy. Well, I was passionate about automobiles from before I could drive and before I could buy cars. But very quickly, once I turned 15, late 15 is when I bought my first car. And then by the time I was 16 years old, I looked around me and I realized that I had eight cars. What? Right. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It was the aha moment at that point in time that I said, you know what? It looks like I am on a path. Uh, because, you know, the, the thing of it was, is it, it was not just something that was that I was able to become revenue positive with. It wasn't just something that I was able to earn, earn some dough with, which was super important back then because I had nothing. Mm-hmm. But, but it became something that that charged me every day. What do you think about when you're not distracted by other things? And if it's cars, guess what? Yeah, that's that's the direction. And that's what it was for me. I I remember being in high school and walking, you're going to laugh at this one, and walking from class to class. And as I'm moving my way through the hallway, in between the the, the crowds of students and people, I'm shifting gears and I'm downshifting and I'm moving (laughs) my way through traffic. And I'm thinking, you know something? I'm connected here. Yeah, yeah, you you were you had the sickness. That that's incredible. I mean, at 15, I I think I had that many cars, but they were all matchbox cars. They weren't real cars. <laughs> I commend you for that. That is absolutely spectacular. Well, let's move forward in your life and talk about a big challenge or even a big failure because these things are wonderful teaching lessons and being an entrepreneur deciding to go into the car business is fraught with ups and downs. No matter what, there's things that are going to be tossed your way. So walk us through one of those times that really kind of uh, challenged you quite a bit. Tell us how that experience helped you learn more and gain even more momentum as you move forward with your business and your career. As with some of these other questions, I, I have two answers for you on this one. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. And one of them one of them isn't really automotive. Back in, this would have been about 1985, 1984, I was at that time buying and selling automobiles and various other things, as you can imagine. 
And I had connections within the auto companies because I had friends and relatives and other people that I knew that were connected. And so I would get calls from time to time from people within the manufacturing community offering me things that I could purchase. At that point in time, I got a call from a gentleman up in Flint who was in charge of one of the General Motors plants and asked me if I'd be interested in buying some scrap plastic. Well, I didn't know a thing about scrap plastic, but you know something? He said there was a lot of it and I was interested. So I went up there and I walked into a warehouse with him and it looked like the last scene of Raiders of the Lost Ark. (laughs) There were boxes that went on for an eternity. And he said, yep, this is it. What are you talking about? He says, yep, we have trucks that come in here day in and day out and we throw this out. To be kidding me. So that started me on a path. This was my first aha moment. And while it wasn't the car industry, what it was is it, it inspired me to do something important with my life. And in that instance, I decided that I was going to get into the plastics industry. Wow. Now, this was the first good sized business that I ever built from scratch. And the thing of it was, is it was that I didn't know enough at that point in time to realize what I was doing couldn't be done. In fact, I didn't realize it so much that I did it <laughs> successfully. What a, way, what a great comment. And that's where those patents came from that you mentioned early in the introduction was that I changed the plastics recycling when it came to engineering thermoplastics. I changed that industry entirely. And I had the distinct privilege of being able to participate in that from a vantage point that my previous education didn't limit what I thought could be done because I didn't know better. Yeah. yeah. And I found a way to do it. So that was my aha moment was building a business over some 24 years and changing the way in that particular instance, materials were handled and recovered. And that gave me a springboard to be able to afford to become really, really knee deep and all in in the carbon. Wow. What an awesome story. I didn't know enough to know better not to be successful. (laughs) Exactly. I love it. Wonderful story. Thank you for taking us there. That was great. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. You just shared one. That was a huge aha. Maybe there's another one you'd like to share when those headlights came on. Maybe that third Tucker headlight comes on and kind of illuminates your way down the road. Exactly. And that was indeed with Tucker. That's when I bought my first Tucker. I got a phone call from another friend of mine who had uh, been parking his automobile for the, for winter storage in an old dilapidated parking structure in downtown Detroit. He called me up one afternoon. And he said, Mark, said, there's a car down here that I saw where I parked my car for storage. And the owner of this building was wondering whether you'd have any interest in buying it. Okay, I buy all kinds of automobiles. What do you have? He says, well, it's a Tucker. I said, no. <laughs> yes. I said, no. He said, come on down and take a look at it. Well, needless to say, I did not take any moment to get off the phone, but I was already in my car and headed down there. Yeah. And lo and behold, I found back in the, uh, the, the, the dark, dingy and uh, spider infested corners of this place, a Tucker that had been sitting there since 1958. Wow. Interestingly enough, it, while it was in a state of, of disrepair, the, the owner certainly knew what it was and had the visions of grandeur that he could restore it himself. 
And over the following two or three hours, I managed to be able to convince him that I would be a better steward for taking on that project than him. There you go. I penned him a check and took the car away. Now, like the first story that I told you, this one was another one where I didn't know what I was getting into at that point in time. I just knew that the Tucker was an awesome automobile and I needed to get deeply involved in this. By the time I got that car home, and had a bevy of people following me as it came down the street on the flatbed and spent the first month or so just pouring over every section of this car, coming to learn major failures in these vehicles, such as suspension and overheating problems and uh, the lack of parts availability. That was the next step that I took into saying, okay, I'm going to take on this challenge and I'm going to do this car right. And this was really the first car that somebody had spent big resources and lots and lots of research in seeking out the right ways to make sure that these cars were done factory correct and accurate and operated the way that they were supposed to. And and I had that car for, I don't know, 15 or 16 years, but I'll tell you what, it started me on a path with Tucker that to this day lives dominantly in uh, in my daily life. Wow. What an awesome story. And of course, we'll take you right on to the lawn at Pebble Beach Concours in a couple of weeks here. And uh, you'll get to stand among 12 of these, 13 and counting the chassis, these fantastic cars. Really, really cool. I'll remind our listeners, too, I had Preston Tucker, the grandson of uh, Mr. Tucker on the show. You should go back and find that show and listen on the Cars yeah website. And Rob Ida, who we both know, who restores some beautiful Tuckers and is building the Tucker Torpedo car that was designed to pen but never really built is going to exist again. He's very close on that car. So some interesting Tucker history here on Cars Yeah. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and go back in time and talk about your first really special car. You talked about that first Tucker you got. Maybe that's your first special car, but maybe there's another one that, and that's why I, I, I say first. That's the important part of this question. The first time you acquired a car that you went, wow, this is really something I want to have. Well, it's funny because as I look over my collecting career, and I, and I use that term loosely, I used to consider myself a collector. One day I realized I was not a collector, that I am a conservator because all of the best cars, I won't tell, the vast majority of the best cars that I've owned during the course of my life, I've moved on to other collectors. So a collector keeps them for a very, very long time. Now the Tucker I kept for 16 years, but it seems like my collection, my conservatorship rotates. And I do this because one, I've got kind of a short attention span problem. And <laughs> and two, the excitement for me is the quest to find it, the capture, the improvement, and then on to the next. The first car that you know really got me revved up uh, was actually my first car, which was a 1973 Dodge Challenger. Ooh, um, nice. And, and I still have I haven't been without a challenger since 1977. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've had I've had a lot of challengers over the years and I still continue to buy them. In fact, I've had two demons this year. But all that being said, these cars were just springboards to other cars because you don't know how excited you can be about your next car until you have your next car. And yes. that has become my canned answer to people who ask me, what's your favorite car? And the answer is my next car. You remind me of Dr. Ferry Porsche who when they ever they used to ask him his favorite Porsche, he would always say the next one uh, because there's always something coming down the line. Wow, you're a very eclectic guy. Challengers and muscle cars and Tuckers. I mean, you, I don't, you almost couldn't be further apart. I think that's pretty darn cool. 
Well, how about seller's remorse? Because no doubt with all the cars that have gone through your hands, there's got to be one. And let's take money out of the equation because that kind of clouds everything. It's more about a passion thing here. So that car you let go that you really wish you had back. (laughs) All of them. All of them, of course. (laughs) Why am I not surprised, Mark? (laughs) Exactly. All of them. I I can't tell you how many cars that I have bought back over the years. There are cars that I've owned three and four times. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You do have the illness. (laughs) It's just because I feel like I've got to have it and experience it again. If there was a specific one, that's a very difficult question to answer. I, I, I would say one of them would be a 60 DeSoto Adventure. And you say, okay, this is really odd and it's not worth beans. Well, true to both. It is odd and it isn't worth beans, but it was a really wicked cool car. I drove this car in college. Uh, my wife and I drove this. And uh, the neat thing about these, these cars is that it had no restrictions for style or mechanical wizardry, I'll call it, at that point in time, because all rules went out the window. You had these giant audacious win- uh, tail fins. You had all manner of chrome. You, it, it seems like a ton of chrome on the car. Engine, 383 cross ram, long 30-inch ram tube, two four-barrel carburetors. It would get you down the road with about six miles to the gallon and, and, and make lots of noise doing it. It had a cast iron torque flight transmission that would chirp the gears every time you hit a button. I mean, it had just, it, for a car guy who was enthusiastic about being automotive, this would light your fire. And I miss the car. It is just a really cool car. Gee, not too many memories of that, do you? No, <laughs> do you <not>. have? <laughs> wow, chirping the gears. I love it. Well, let's talk about today what has you excited and fired up. I know that you have a, a pretty special car that you've acquired that you're working on. I'd love for you to share a little bit about that. Yes. Recently, we acquired Preston Tucker's personal car. So Preston Tucker's Tucker. Now, that would be the tucker to have. <laughs> what a tucker, yes. <laughs> so what a tucker. And, and so, and so uh, I, I was privileged to have the opportunity to acquire this along with a very dear friend of mine. And we've got this car uh, back at my facility here. And it, uh, that is going to be our, our next restoration project. It's our intention to uh, bring this car back to just like what it was when Preston had it. Nice. Oh, well, I can't wait to see that. you got to keep us... Uh Keep us abreast of all the ongoings. And I want to talk a little bit, actually a lot, about the Pebble Beach Concours and the Tucker involvement here, because there's some really cool things happening this year, Uh, aside from these 12, 13 cars that are going to be on the lawn. First time Tucker's ever been on the lawn, which is still hard for me to fathom. I've been going to Pebble Beach for 30 years, and I'm thought, what do you mean I haven't seen a Tucker? I have to have seen a Tucker on the lawn, but apparently not. So share with us some of the things that you're excited about this year at the Pebble Beach Concours. Well, you're indeed right. There has never been a tucker on the lawn before, and not for lack of trying, because, oh my goodness, I have tried in years past. But I'll tell you what, it is exceptionally exciting that they have assembled this tucker class, and through the hard work of of Ken Gross and others, um, there there will be a spectacular field of 12 automobiles, uh, ranging from the Tin Goose prototype and the only Tuckermatic. Uh, Tuckermatic, I love that. Tuckermatic, one of two cars that they built with automatic transmissions, the only survivor to which, and I just got that car running again. I, at this moment, I'm the only person alive that's driven that car. Whoa! And, 
And wow. uh, we woke it up. We got it running. We got it driving. And we're going to have it out on the field operational. So it's very exciting. That's part of the AACA Museum uh, KMAC collection. Mm-hmm. And um, um, my hat's off. And uh, and thanks to uh, to everybody at the at the museum and Bill Kamek and the Kamek family for agreeing to allow us to take uh, both that and the uh, Tucker test chassis out on the field. They've done a wonderful job at preserving these cars, and uh, they've built the most incredible uh, Tucker gallery, really the, the center of the Tucker universe at the AACA Museum. Phenomenal, phenomenal place to visit for anybody who's a, a, t- a car enthusiast and particularly a Tucker enthusiast. But we'll have those out there. And then in addition to this amazing field of cars that will be out there, we're going to have a Tucker forum where we're going to uh, talk about the particulars of, of the Tucker automobiles. We are going to uh, unmask the inaccuracies that uh, some people have, have thought over the years about the Tucker story. And we are going to uh, share stories about, about the cars, its production, the history, the family. We've got a wonderful group of people that are going to participate in this forum. We've got John Tucker, one of your past guests, Preston Tucker's grandson. We are going to also have Steve Tremulous. He is the nephew of Alex Tremulous, uh, the designer. We'll, ha- of course, have Rob Ida, another one of your past guests. This is just going to be like old home week for us. Oh, yeah. Car- you know, Pebble Beach is like alumni week for cars. Yeah, I run into so many people. It's absolutely overwhelming for me sometimes. I'm just like, oh, wait, now, which person is this? Oh, yeah, guest number 437. Yeah, incredible. It's going to be fun. And we'll have Hampton wait. And then... That whole group gets chaired by Ken Gross, who... Uh, another another past guest here on Cars, yeah. Yep. Right, right, and a very, very knowledgeable fellow, and I consider him a dear friend. Yeah. Awesome, awesome guy. In, in addition to the, uh, to the forum, uh, there is also going to be a special movie debut of the remastered uh, Tucker movie. And this will be done at uh, Peter Hay Hill. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, 6.30 p.m. Friday. Representatives from Coppola will be there offering a brief intro. So it's going to be a very, very unfilled uh, time. Oh, and one other thing I want to mention, don't forget about the uh, the tour itself. There will be several, t- several Tuckers going on the tour. Um, this will be things that you'll never see again. It's just absolutely amazing. As it is every year on the Pebble Beach Concord Elegance, uh, things you will never see again. I mean, it's just this combination of incredible cars. I'm so excited. Of course, there's a Tucker that lives just down the, the road from me here at LeMay Museum. They have a blue Tucker there, which is pretty cool. I got to spend a day photographing that car a couple of years ago, crawling all over it and learning a lot about that car, things I never knew. So uh, it's going to be absolutely spectacular. Well, Mark, here's a very introspective question for you. If you were manifested into a vehicle, what would Mark be and why? <laughs> uh. Another ridiculous answer for a good question I have for you. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and this was a really difficult thing to think about um, because I, I had to reduce it down to its basic elements. Probably a 450 SEL Mercedes. Okay. Nice. And why is that? Runs forever. Well-engineered. Purpose-built. Does its thing. Goes down the road. Looks good. Does what it's supposed to do and stays on track. So. I like it. That is the 450 SL, and that is pretty much what uh, what, what what I think it would, would be. Nicely done, Mark, and well said. I would agree. Well, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. 
Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them market Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Okay, Mark, we are back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the Tucker throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Buy what you love. Yeah, I've heard that over and over, and especially from people who restore cars, who've been around people who have our cars restored. And the main thing I always say is because you might get stuck with it longer than you think. So don't buy it because of what you think it'll be worth. Buy it because you love it and take it out and enjoy it and share it with others even more importantly. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years, other than your vast enthusiasm? (laughs) (laughs) Always be honest and genuine. Oh, yeah. There is no replacement for that. Yep. And if you open yourself up to that, you know, sometimes it's a difficult thing to do. And sometimes you have to tell people things that's difficult or unpleasant to convey. But if you share that information honestly and genuinely, then I find the vast majority of the time it's appreciated and it works well. You know, when I was a kid, my mom told me something I've never forgotten. She goes, always be honest. That way you never have to remember what you said. <laughs> and it's, it's, true. it's true. Absolutely. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners you found uh, really great? I think that there's a a fun app that I find to be rather helpful and and a good, useful resource. It's called Hammer Price. Oh, yes. Uh Right. It gives you real-time auction results. And so I find myself at various venues and wanting to keep up with what's going on. I can log on to this, and it'll let me know exactly what's happening, when it's happening, and I can can stay uh, closely linked to the other events around me. 
Well, and I've got to drop another name here, Harley Cluxton IV, who is the guy that's responsible for Hammer Time, and of course his father's been in the show, uh, is the one that got that whole thing going. So it's really cool, a really cool app if you're going to be going to an event like Car Week, Pebble Beach Concours, Concorso Italiano, and Gooding, and I, I mean all the RM Sotheby's, all these auctions that are coming up. It's a wonderful tool. And there are other really important resources out there, certainly, you know, I, I, and I've got to avoid turning into a commercial for, for, for close associates. But, you know, you've got yeah, Haggerty Insurance and Reliable Carriers yeah. and uh, Classic and Exotic Restoration and RM Restorations. I mean, there's a lot of good, talented people out there that make this car community work. It's about the community. It's not about one guy or one car or, or one company. It doesn't work as one. It, this is a group. It is. It's about the people. I write a blog every week that my subscribers get. My blog this week was just about that. It was uh, titled Pebble Beach or Bust. But it basically talks about, yeah, this car week that we're all about to embark upon is about cars. But the real deal is the people that you run into. And and like you said, Mark, I run into so many people I know. I, I had a friend with me a couple of years ago at Pebble Beach who had never been before. And his eyes were like deers in the headlight. But I ran into so many people. He goes, my gosh, Mark, you know everybody, including the Pope. And I said, well, it's a matter of just reaching out and communicating with all these folks. And you, be, you become instant friends. So it is all about the people. Yeah. And wonderful companies that you mentioned there. Now, if I could wave my magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? Well, at the risk of, of being predictable in this, it <laughs> would indeed be Preston Tucker. This is a guy that went through such tumultuous times. Imagine the, the, the challenges that he faced and the obstacles that were up against him and, and how he had to position himself to get through all of this. I, I, would, I would really love to learn from his experiences and see what was really going on in his mind as he was facing all of these various obstacles at a time that was extraordinarily exciting for the automotive industry, getting themselves back on feet, uh, on their feet following World War II and with literally the world begging for a new product. This was a very interesting time to be in that business. Yeah, wouldn't that be something? I'd love to sit with him and watch that film uh, that was made about him and probably listen to him howl and laugh and saying, well, that made it look easy. <laughs> it was way harder than that. <laughs> so now how about a book? Is there a book out there you think our listeners should crack open and read? Well, Steve Lato is is a terrific author, and he's penned books on the Chrysler Turbine car and on various other vehicles. But he did pen a book on, on Tucker, Preston Tucker, and his battle to build the car of tomorrow. Uh, I helped him a little bit with that, but uh, I'll tell you what, he's done a great deal of research and, and put together a, uh, an amazing uh, tell-all book about the backstory in this, and I thought, found it to be a very interesting read. Great read, indeed. Well, I'll remind our listeners, you can find links to all these wonderful resources Mark has shared on his Cars Yeah! show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Mark Lieberman, and that page will pop up with all these great links. All right, Mark, we're up to the checkered flag in this last question. Well, it could be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car in the world, but there are some rules to this game. It's the only car you can have in your garage. That's a tough rule. Money's no object, though. That's an easy rule. But you can't sell the car to buy a bunch of other cars with, so that trick is off the table. And more importantly, you have to drive it and enjoy it. No garage queens here, cars, yeah. So what can I buy you today? 
All right. Well, this is an awesome opportunity. I'm looking forward to owning this car. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I thank you for that opportunity. And I'm going to go off the board. I will waver from what would be the predictable answer for this. And I'm going to go with a 1934 Packard 12. The reason behind that, um, if you've ever had the pleasure of driving a 34 Packard 12, you would realize that that is a spectacular automobile to drive. Packard really had put together an amazing car for the time. Uh, of the pre-war classics, and I've owned many, many of these uh, uh, of the manufacturers at that point in time, this is, is, to me, the most enjoyable drive. It steers with two fingers. It has plenty of power. It is a smooth, comfortable, and quiet ride. These things are just a joy to drive, and I smile every time I get the opportunity to do it. So could I drive a Packard 12 every day? You bet I could. I'll bet you could. Yeah, indeed. You're pretty spectacular when you think about that point in time in the country and in the world uh, that Packard was putting out cars like this. I mean, pretty spectacular. And I've never had the luxury of driving or even riding in one, but I've talked to a lot of people who've had them and have enjoyed them. And that's what amazes me about a car from 34. You think of most of the cars in that era as not being so great. And this car uh, was in another another realm, if you will, several realms up or rungs up on the ladder. So I'd be happy to go find you one of those cars, Mark. Maybe I could drive it down from uh, Gig Harbor and meet you on the lawn at Pebble Beach and hand the keys over to you. I think there'd be nothing better than that. Well, Mark, you've taken me on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with me and the Cars Yow audience. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that 34 Packard 12? I've got three bits for you. Great. Do what you love and do it every day. Be grateful every day for being able to do it and to participate in it. And lastly, don't keep score. Nicely said. <laughs> Nicely said. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your company? Well, uh, you can certainly visit my website at nostalgicmotoringlimited.com, nostalgicmotoringltd.com. You can also uh, email me directly at nostalgicmotoring.com. And uh, I uh, am certainly available uh, at any time to answer uh, email questions. Call me up and uh, we can chit chat about your interesting vehicle, what you'd like to have, what you'd like to sell or uh, how we can help. Be careful, because when you talk to Mark, his enthusiasm is contagious, and you will hang up so excited, I guarantee it, just like we are after this show here today. And again, listeners, you can find links to everything Mark has shared on his show notes page, including his email, links to his business. I encourage you to follow along with what he's doing. And I hope I see some of you listeners on the lawn, and you can come up to Mark and myself and say hello this year at the Pebble Beach Concord Elegance. Uh, if you want to learn more, go to pebblebeachconcord.net. I sure hope I see you there. I cannot wait to see you, Mark, uh, in a couple weeks here on the lawn with all those tuckers. I'm sure you're going to educate me even further uh, so that I can learn more about these fantastic cars. Thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, your enthusiasm, and sharing your experiences with the Cars Yeah audience. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you on the lawn at the Pebble Beach Concord. Thanks for so much for having me. I really enjoyed it, and I look forward to seeing you on the, on the lawns as well. Absolutely. You take care of your cars, 
but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.